You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, day after the Saints loss on that awful, awful no-call. I hope you are recovered from that. And if you're not, things aren't going to get any better for you on this podcast today as we talk about the Pelicans' most recent loss to the Portland Trailblazers on the road and the Anthony Davis injury that comes from that. We'll recap the game, which was a very bad game from the Pelicans' side of things. We'll look at the Anthony Davis injury, the timeline, what to expect going forward with it, maybe what it means for the team long term. We'll dive into more of that in the uh, the rest of this week as well. Then we'll preview tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies on the road tonight, this afternoon, depending on how you want to call it, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So let's just dive right into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the Pelicans suffered a 128-112 defeat to the Portland Trailblazers on the road, meaning they are having a losing road trip. The best they can hope for at this point is 2-3 if they beat the Grizzlies tonight. If they lose, they're going 1-4 on this one. After they looked somewhat good against the Golden State Warriors game where I said if they were playing almost any other team in the league, I thought they would have won. They basically came out and just did nothing right in this game. I, it's It was just horrible. Maybe the only good thing you can say is they only, only had 12 turnovers in this one. Um, New Orleans got out-hustled in every aspect of their 128-112 loss. They lost the second-chance points battle, 23-9. to They only scored seven fast-break points while giving up 13, and Portland held a lead as big as nine in this one. Basically, no one had a good game. Anthony Davis, numbers-wise, looks good. 27 points, 7 rebounds, and of course he left with about 3.5 minutes to go, down 10 in the 4th quarter after banging his finger. I'll give you guys an update on that in a short bit. Drew Holiday had 20 points, 6 assists. That looks nice. Julius Randle, 19 points, 9 rebounds. You had Mirtich off the bench, go for 13 points. Each one more scored 17. Alfred Payton put up 4, 3, and 3. Not the best there. So some of the numbers look okay. I mean, 112 points isn't <clears throat> terrible. However, it was the defense and the lack of it that we've seen time and time again that really cost the Pelicans this one. In the second quarter, the immortal, the immortal Jake Lehman basically went off. He scored 20 points on the night. Do you guys know who that is? No, you don't really need to because he's not exactly the most established NBA player. He went off and torched the Pelicans in the second quarter. Damian Lillard, 24 points. CJ McCollum, 20 points. Nurkic had 15 and 12. Al Farouk Aminu, 15 points. Mo Harkless in the starting lineup, injured 12 points. You had Evan Turner with 7 off the bench. Zach Collins with 8 off the bench. The list kind of just goes on and on here. This is a team that New Orleans swept. And three of those four games were not even remotely close. And they looked like a shell of themselves in this one. Alvin Gentry was furious after the game. Talking to the media, I'm going to read his quote here. 
We've got to do better defensively. Every night it's 130, 140, 147, and we're not going to win games until we're able to guard someone. We've got to be able to defend, and we're not doing it. And we're putting ourselves in a tough situation. Offensively, we can't score that many points every night to try and win the game. Tonight we needed 130 to win the game. We can't do that. We have to guard. We have to guard, and we have to do it consistently. We started the third quarter scoring on our first five possessions, and we didn't gain any ground whatsoever. None whatsoever. And so it's telling me that we're not doing what we need to do. It's okay to be really good offensively, but you've got to be able to guard some. You look at where we are. We give up 147 points. We can't win. We give up 128. We can't win. And you go on and on and on until we do that, until we make a commitment to guard the basketball, protect the rim, and rebound the basketball. It's going to be hard for us to win. That's as plain as it can be. And he went on to say, it's effort. It's effort. You've got to put effort into what you're doing, and you've got to take pride into what you're doing. That's what it takes to be a good defensive player, and that's what it takes to be a good defensive team. You have to play for each other. These words contain no lies other than one thing that I think maybe he's leaving out a little bit, um, and that's just that the Pelicans haven't defended all season. You have two all NBA defense guys in Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, and you can't stop anyone. You're a bottom five defense in the league. It's horrible. Gentry went on to say, it's in keeping your man in front of you, and if you can't do it, we've got to find somebody who can. But it doesn't have anything to do with anything but guarding your position, and we just can't keep having guys drive to the basket and lay it in. We can't have a guy come into the game and get 20 points and laugh at us while he's doing it. Some stage, you've got to take a little bit of pride in what you're doing. That's what you've got to do, and it's frustrating as hell, because I know that we're capable of doing it. I don't know why we're not doing it, but until we decide that that's going to be the most important thing and we're going to have a good season, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle just like this. It's 46 games in, more than half the season, and this is the team that you've all seen. They don't defend. They're not trying. It's twofold. A lot of people will just want to say, well, it's the players not doing this and Gentry's telling them to defend, and they want to kind of absolve the coaching staff of any responsibility in this. That's not correct. This is on both sides of the coin here. The players know what they need to do, and they need to go out and defend. Randall's been bad, but this defense shouldn't be nearly this bad. They were good last year in the second half of the season. We all thought they were going to carry that over. We were so very wrong. But it is also on the coaching staff. Gentry's the guy who's got to get through to his players to get them to buy in, to get them to defend. And he's not. And he shoulders a lot of that responsibility and that blame. They might not be going and doing it, certainly, but they'll probably listen to someone or they'll listen to something, and that's not coming from Gentry right now, and that's a big concern. You know he's drilling this into the guys. It's not that he doesn't care. They're just not listening to him at this point, it seems like. That's a bad sign for the way things are with the limited amount of games left. This is on him, too. And I bet you if you asked him that, he would say that. He's got to somehow get these guys to respond to him, and he's not. And that maybe means it's time for a change or something else. I don't know. Because we've seen this team is not the same team that was there last year. And in theory, we all thought they were going to kind of be better. And this is now with DeMarcus Cousins making his debut for the Warriors the other night. And other than the fouling out, actually looking pretty good. 
New Orleans needs to do something. And this is on everyone. This is on the players for just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. This is on Alvin Gentry for not getting his guys to do what they should be doing. And that's a problem, and it's not going away anytime soon. So the clock's ticking. Will they figure it out? I don't know. But certainly at this point, say the season ends, it's almost, if it goes like this, it's almost impossible to bring everyone back. Coaching staff and everyone, I don't care about new deals or anything given out. That's just not a good look for this team with the lack of effort on that side of the ball that you're getting. And that's on everyone, top to bottom, in this Pelicans organization. So tomorrow, I'm actually going to be traveling for work. I'm not going to be on the podcast here to talk about anything related to the Pelicans and to recap the game against the Memphis Grizzlies. But I've got a guest host coming on. Let's make it easy on them. We're putting out the call for questions to do a mailbag there. We'll get some fresh perspective here on Locked on Pelicans. If you want to call in and have our now mystery guest host... um, uh, answer your questions, please call in. It's 504-321-0448. That's 504-321-0448. Uh, vent, there we go. I can say words. Vent about the team. Ask a question. It might get put on the podcast tomorrow. So please, that number is 504-321-0448. So late in the game, Anthony Davis injured his finger, his left index finger. They're calling it a sprain, and the Pelicans are themselves saying, He'll, he'll miss one to two weeks. This is interesting because now he's repped by Rich Paul, who reps LeBron James of Clutch Sports. And recently with that LeBron James groin injury, they kind of did a similar timeline for LeBron. The Lakers said three to six weeks, and he's still kind of in that time frame. The Lakers are saying one, or not the Lakers, the Pelicans are saying one to two weeks here. But with the LeBron James injury, Rich Paul came out and gave a very much... A more specific time frame on how that injury would go. It was kind of odd to hear the agent come out and maybe try and control the narrative a little bit like that. But you're seeing him do this here with Anthony Davis. He spoke to Sham Sharania of The Athletic and said he's going to wait three or four days and then they're going to reevaluate it. And if things aren't better, he's going to go see a hand specialist. So you're looking at a week here, maybe minimum, and then maybe he's going to reevaluate and see. So it might stretch beyond that one to two week thing. The fact that he said, and then maybe he'll see a specialist is kind of telling. Maybe this is slightly worse, or maybe he just wants to shut Anthony Davis down, which is something I've heard potentially as well. So we'll see how this goes. This does not come at a good time for the Pelicans, certainly, as their schedule gets much more difficult than it already has been on this road trip. You would have had two winnable games out of the next three or so here, but now things look a little bit dicier. Pelicans are on the road to the Grizzlies today at 4.30 earlier because of Martin Luther King Day, and then they take on the Pistons at home on Wednesday the 23rd. Those are both winnable when you have Anthony Davis and this team's at full strength. Then they go on the road to the Thunder. They're back home against the Spurs, on the road to the Rockets, at home against the Nuggets, on the road to the Spurs, then at home against the Pacers before finally getting a winnable game there on the road at the Chicago Bulls. But that's one, two, three, four, five, six games that they very easily could lose if they don't have Anthony Davis. And you're looking at maybe, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll get an update on that. So that's three games right there that he's going to be out for most likely. And then if it is another week well that gets a little bit rough because then that covers the thunder game the first spurs game the rockets and the nuggets before at best maybe he returns saturday february 2nd at uh on the road against the spurs that's 
rough. This team could be looking at something like an 0-6 stretch or more than that potentially or like 1-8 during this time. This is about as key to the Pelicans as it gets. We said this going on. You had this road trip, then you have this stretch against Western Conference playoff teams or other playoff teams. And that's not an easy thing to kind of navigate when your season's hanging in the balance currently in New Orleans. So it's four games under 500 at this point with a record of 21 and 25. They're 12th in the Western Conference. And if you look at it in terms of games out of eighth, they're still three, four games back there. That's not easy to make up, and now you can potentially fall further back, which almost effectively puts an end, potentially, to the Pelican season. Maybe they go on some crazy run without Anthony Davis, but they're one in four in games or one in three in games that he doesn't play, one in four. That's not leading this to being a very you know, uh, optimistic time frame for the Pelicans with the trade deadline coming up and the fact that you might lose a handful of games here, putting you even further out of contention, you've got to wonder if it's the responsible thing from the front office standpoint to make a trade where you trade a future first round pick and bring in somebody when maybe it's not going to do you any good. You're going to be in the lottery this coming year. You may also lose Anthony Davis. I don't know if they are going to let them do that. And now with the Saints losing, it's all eyes on the Pelicans from the ownership perspective and from Loomis and how things are going to go. And if he thinks they just need to make a change at the end of this season, you almost certainly aren't going to let Dell Demps trade that future first round pick. So this injury just could not have come at a worse time. Maybe they surprise us and they play well and they kind of rally around not having Anthony Davis. But this certainly isn't going to be a a good thing. So I don't know how this is going to go. It, again, couldn't have come at a worse time for New Orleans. So that's kind of what it's going to be. We're going to look at it in three to four days. Maybe, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, we should get hopefully an update. I think that's kind of what we'll be expecting. And then kind of see. And, you know, if they go 0-3 in that maybe stretch or something like that, or 0-2, you got to wonder if they maybe just keep Anthony Davis out and just shut him down because what's the point in having him play the rest of this year, the rest of this season? Again, I don't know if that's going to happen. Just stuff I've heard a little bit. We'll see, though. I think it's still up in the air with all of that. So this is going to be interesting to see how this goes with this team, with this franchise, because now, more than ever, without Anthony Davis, they have the most crucial stretch coming up, and it's going to be on them to show that they're in playoff contention and this team should make a move. So if you have or have not recovered, regardless, you want to know more about that NFC Championship game. Is the NFL going to say anything? Are they going to do anything? What's kind of the fallout from this? And you know Ross Jackson over at Locked on Saints is going to be recapping all of this and keeping you up to date. I'm glued to this because this probably impacts the future of replay with the NFL overall. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked on Saints. So the Memphis Grizzlies, this is a team that got off to a hot start and has basically seen the wheels fall off. They're 1-11 and over their last 12 games. Certainly not good. There's been talk of them moving Mark Gasol, maybe a guy like Mike Conley, who would fit very well here in New Orleans if everyone's healthy and this team could win and you were comfortable trading that future first-round pick for him. Just something to keep in mind there. And But they, they've 
played poorly since then, and it looks like a mess. They don't own their um, own first-round pick this year. I think it goes to the Celtics, so they're not really in any need to tank. They wanted to try and compete this year, but recently things have just gotten worse if they've dealt with injuries and other things. They still have Mike Conley, who's averaging 19.8 points per game. you got Marcus Gasol, who's averaging 15.2. Jaron Jackson, who's a rookie, looks like one of the better players from that draft class, putting up 13 and four on the season so far. You got a guy like Jamichael Green, who's giving you 10 points. Garrett Temple, a consummate professional there, um, 9.7. So things could be worse. They've got some guys there that can play and can kind of annoy you and make life a little bit difficult. But they are on the downslide here. However, they're very good defensively still. Ninth best in the league. Their offense is 28th, so it's kind of a reverse of the Pelicans here, though. So we're going to see how this is going to go. They're not particularly great at going off after offensive rebounds, so if we're giving up second-chance points, that's a huge problem here. They are sound on the defensive glass. They force you to turn the ball over so you can potentially have a lot of Errors that lead to bad offense, easy offense then for the Grizzlies, never going to be a good thing. They're just kind of sound. They make you take bad shots, certainly a good thing, but you can burn them from three. That's the big thing. They do not defend the three-point line well, something that New Orleans is not particularly great at at shooting. So we're going to see how this goes. There's no AD in this one. You have to figure Randall and Mirtich will start. They haven't been exactly great together out on the court. You can get this win. I think this kind of puts a little bit of breathing room on the Pelicans in their front office and buys them a little bit more time to figure out what they need to do, but it's certainly not going to be easy necessarily. But in all of these games that they're losing, they're getting blown out right now. Their last game they lost by uh, 119 to 90 to the Raptors on the road I don't know if they're going to bounce back from that and get a win over the Pelicans but we'll see this is a key game for the future for a lot of reasons and hopefully the Pelicans can get the W in this one so enjoy the game today. It's a little bit earlier because of the holiday should be on TV. So if you're not working, make sure you watch it. I will not be with you all tomorrow, but I'll be back on Wednesday with the podcast. We'll look at what the Pelicans maybe need to do if they want to start rebuilding. And if that's a realistic thing to look at in this season where so much hangs in the balance. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you guys all on Wednesday. 